Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, December 4th. The Vols aren't really doing much this week. We're going to have a... Recruiting. Recruiting. <laughs> out in Nevada? Somewhere? Everywhere. Somewhere, everywhere. But out west, in Memphis, out west, I mean, wherever you want them, they're going to be there. Yep. Wherever you are. They're coming knocking Pruitt. on your door. Jeremy Pruitt will be there and some ugly loafers. Seth. And the threes company. It was like, come on, knock on our door. Who was wearing? Somebody's wearing J's, weren't there? Some nice J's. It wasn't Pruitt. Pruitt needs some, uh, needs to go shoe shopping. Yes, he definitely, definitely needs not, to go shoe Not with Dan Mullen either. He doesn't need to go shoe shopping with him. But yeah, he needs, I mean, the, for, the black, the all black, like. That don't really match anything at all, ever. I work in like a kitchen at a, a restaurant. The Crocs? Yeah, not not a great look for him. The Crocs. I don't Show know. the money. I'm digging the Crocs. Yeah, I mean, you, you got the nice pants, a nice jacket, just get some he, better shoes. In fairness, he wears the same jacket every time I feel like he takes a picture with her. Yeah. Like, it's the same one. I think he has, like, 20 of them. I love, in one, I think it was with the Whitehaven trio, he had the glasses hanging down, yeah. too. It was nice, I'm sure his nice wife touch. is like, what are you packing? He's like, I, I think I've got enough of those quarter zip to make me make it through this trip. Yeah. <laughs> the white quarters of yeah, because uh, I'm at. I mean, he may wear this exact same one every time, but I like to think that he just has a bag of those in khaki pants, like the the SpongeBob. Yeah, closet. exactly. Exactly. Nice. That's what I like to think. Uh, we don't really see him anything else, so um, eh, whatever. Uh, we are still gonna obviously have an episode. We are still mm-hmm. there. Basketball team plays uh, Florida A and M tonight, which is going to be a very very uh, underwhelming opponent. Hopefully, the Vols don't overlook them. Yep, that's our hope. Um, but we will preview that as well. Uh, we'll talk about the 2020 schedule a little bit because there's not much to talk about this week. Um, we will talk about the Commerce Championships that are happening, though, uh, later on in the episode. And um, some NFL. Yeah. So we do have an episode ready to go at you. Before we do that, though, Landon's going to tell you all about our friends at Commercial Bank. Guys, Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank. They are a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. cbtn.com, find a branch near you. Guys, go check them out. Great people. Uh, love working with them. Any financial needs that you may come in contact with, they got you. Life made better. Life made better. Easy. I wish they could so. bring me my water that I think I left <coughs> in the car. That's oh. very disappointing. Looks like mm, one of those days, too. I could really use a water. But uh, team news. Team news. Tra- transfers. It's transfer season. Yeah, it's the transfer portal season. Yeah, yeah. You're mm-hmm. You're... You're figuring it out. You're entering the portal. Yep. Um, so I'll start with some good news before I get into the transfers. So Eric Gray won fresh SEC Freshman of the Week. Well deserved. Wow. Should have. I mean, that's right. Wow. Um, the basketball team is ranked number twenty-one in the country. I think the women's yeah. is like 17, seventeen. I think because yeah. I think the men, the women went from twenty to seventeen. I think <clears throat> the men went from seventeen to twenty-one. I believe. Yep. That's what it was. Um, and then you you did have some transfers. You had. Gerard Means, Ryan Johnson, and Marcus Tatum all announced that they Which, are transferring. Gerard Means is one of the guys that was rumored earlier in the season, correct? Yeah, so when Will Ignaught and Shannon Reed, he was one of the guys that they thought, I think he actually missed a practice. Like, he was on his way out the door. I guess they convinced him to stay for a little bit. Still didn't see the vision, I guess, and um, ultimately made his decision to leave the University of Tennessee. Um, but the other guys, you know, they were good role players. They weren't starting. Um and I guess Tom's ticking on their eligibility, of course. So they want to find the best opportunity for them to play. Right. You don't want to see guys leave your program, but, you know, I feel like this is kind of a mutual. Yeah, um, I'm curious to see because, I mean, we have – I don't think we're asking – I mean, you say it's mutual. I don't think the Vols are necessarily upset about any of the potential transfers. But I don't think we're asking anyone – like, we don't – because we have plenty of scholarships. Like, yeah. I think we had 68 scholarship players at the end of this year. So, it's not like we're asking people. I'm sure we're like, okay with it, okay in it and going to help them transfer. But it's also, 
we don't need to clear up any scholarship space. We have plenty of scholarship space. So I'm curious to see not how only the Vols handle it, but I mean, even teams like Alabama, I mean, LSU, the guys that are at the top who are going to have roster turnover because there's, you mentioned the people with, you know, eligibility dwindling. They're, they're looking for playing time, looking to get their opportunities somewhere else. I mean, it's, it is going to be interesting in the next few years with all the new transfer rules, how they'll handle, handle that, um, that turnover, which I mean, I guess teams like Alabama who are bringing in like 35 or recruiting class doesn't really matter, but right. 35 is an exaggeration. I feel like 30 is not though. <laughs> yeah. They find a way to always sneak like three or four like blue shirts in there. Yeah. Here's you a blue shirt. Yeah. Here's you a blue shirt. They've got plenty of blue shirts to go around. So yeah, they, they have scholarships available all the time though, because people even when they're juniors and then now you've got guys that are leaving, looking for better opportunities in terms of playing mm-hmm. time. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. It's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle for Pruitt and his staff to find a way to get – because, I mean, it's tough to compete when you don't have those 80 scholarship guys. Yeah. It's really tough. You're you're dependent on depth, especially late in the season. We were blessed with a really late bye week there, but you're dependent on depth, and we don't have a ton of scholarship depth currently. No, not at all. Um, Ryan Johnson and Mark uh, Marcus Tatum actually released a statement. I don't think Gerard Means did, but – you know, they, they kind of just thank Vol Nation. They thank the staff. They didn't really have anything bad to say, which I, a lot of kids don't. No, but. I mean, they won't. If they have anything bad, which uh, Tatum did an interview with The Athletic already. Yeah. Uh, those will come out in, you know, interviews later on. I, I I do think those guys are leaving not to chase more play. I mean, those are guys chasing more playing time because they're we have built depth in that position. So that's. Yeah, obviously it's not a good thing to see guys transfer. You never want to see guys leave your program, uh, especially like when coaches recruited them, which neither of them were recruited by the staff. But uh, you, like you said, you still never want to see them leave. But it is kind of like a bittersweet moment. You're going, okay, maybe we're building depth and talent there because you have guys like Marcus Tatum. Ron Johnson was a three year starter, right? Marcus Tatum's started on and off since. Yeah, he's I been think here. Ron Johnson was kind of on and off as well. Yeah. So um, I mean, those are guys who have been, but they've been starters in SEC games yeah. that are now leaving just because. The playing time's not the same. Yeah, I mean, the talent that you brought in with Brandon Kennedy, which he's coming back, I feel yeah. like that kind of hurt. Potentially. Um, Ron Johnson, yeah, hopefully. Um, and then you brought in Darnell Wright and Wanya Morris, and that was kind of Marcus Statham. Yeah. And so, you should be building this offensive line even more in this recruiting class. So, yeah. um, it's kind of one of those things that comes with the territory of what they're doing. Um, it's, I mean, it's why I said I'm curious to see how teams like – Alabama and LSU because those guys were starters. Those guys had starting positions at one point. Um, they had plenty of playing time at one point, but they're going to go seek opportunity opportunities to play more. Yeah, so that's why I say I'm curious because, like, yeah, the bad teams have transfers, but now with the new transfer rules, even the good teams are going to have some significant transfers. And they're both graduate transfers. I think they're both yeah. graduating in December. So leaving the University of Tennessee wasn't worth – the years sitting out right. to them previously. Right. Um, so now that they won't have to sit for sure. Um, and they, you know, like you said, they have an opportunity to go play somewhere else. Yeah. Mm. Wish them the best of luck too. Yeah. I mean, I mean even Gerard means, I feel like he was kind of, you know, he, he was definitely rumored to leave earlier. He, probably that one foot in one foot out kind of thing. And just didn't work out for him. Yeah. Mm hmm. Maybe some guys passed him on the depth chart. I think he was playing receiver. He's one of those guys that kind of got moved um, from DB to wide receiver. Yeah, he's been. And then it can be easy to be taught, you know, moved around like that. And you've seen a couple guys that they don't seem to like it. Carlin Phil and me, Carlin Phil's and me thought would be leaving after this year, but he's redshirting, staying one more year, and he's a guy who's moved a lot too. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I potentially could see him moving again. Yeah, maybe. you are losing some significant guys in the secondary, and um, you should have plenty of depth next year at running back. So I, yep. I don't think his days of moving are necessarily automatically complete. Right. So, yep. I mean, not saying he will, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I thought he's looked good at running back. Yeah, I mean, he's looked fine. I just, I mean, it's very obvious they're moving him around where, not where he they think he's necessarily going to be best at, but where he's going to best help the team. Yeah, and they're 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 trying to get him on the field. Yeah, you know when you're moving around, they. Ha- they actually see something in you, and they're trying to get you moved around to, to yeah. better help. Oh the yeah, team. and they and they believe you can help the team there. We've seen Carlin Fields and me at running back. He's probably and he hadn't seen the field at all at DB, right? No, 
Maybe the spring game. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so I think he was hurt actually. So no, so I don't. No. I don't think so. Um, so we're gonna assume his best position is running back. But if he best helps the team at DB and he's willing to move there, I mean, he you could see that move. Um, I, I mean, I imagine the spring this spring would would be a time that he'd move there. Yeah. Um, just trying. I don't know who all the early, early enrollees are uh, as far as defensive backs go, but we will be decently thin there. Um. I mean, we've been thin there for like three years. Yeah, but, it's it's thin, but you don't really lose a ton either. But there's not no. a ton. Of, it's just been thin forever. Like yeah, you, you, drop you, one you lose and, Warrior, and then um, you no hopefully Schamberger. get Flowers back. Right. No, Schamberger's a junior. Oh, okay, I was thinking he was gone. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's just yep. Warrior kind of. Flowers should, you would think, would be back. good in time for spring. I guess it's, they may be hesitant to bring him in. I mean, it's. I don't know if they ever said exactly what the injury was other than a lower extremity and had surgery. I don't know what they ever said. Yeah. I think we all kind of they might have said broken leg. Yeah, I think that's what But it was. if it's knee, just timetable's always a rough estimate. But if it's if it's leg, I mean he potentially could be practicing for the bowl. Because that was like week what, three, four? It was pretty early. Yeah, on. It was pretty early, yeah. So he potentially could be practicing during bowl practices. Um I don't know. I mean, it's to be determined, obviously. But yeah, we're. It's one of the things that we've just been thin there for so long that guys leave it. You're still thin. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Um, and then Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings. I mean, so I hate that I had the same take as Wes Rucker. Um, my brother told me he said, "Hey, I want you to know that Wes Rucker said the same thing as you." He's like, <laughs> but I think this is one of Wes Rucker's only good takes. And I was like, "All right, well, that makes me feel good." So I don't understand how you either one you said. We don't know if he did it on purpose, but we're going to suspend him for a half anyways. And that's just irresponsible. Like, yeah, you that's can't, just terribly you can't irresponsible. Yep. Or you said he did it on purpose, and we only think stomping on someone's face deserves a half game of suspension. A first half. Like, I don't – the SEC is just stupid. Like, it's terribly, terribly stupid. I don't know. I, I mean, I get that Phil Former has to say what he said. And apparently with these kind of things, John Bryce said that the SEC and the the – team or the athletic department work together to come to an agreement. So I guess, I don't know, maybe they wanted to suspend him for a game and Fulmer was like, I mean, we'll raise hell. So maybe just make it a half and we'll be quiet. I don't know. I don't know how it all went down. I have no idea. But yeah. So if you don't know, Jawan Jennings was suspended. They didn't even say directly for what, like, I don't even know if they said it was that play. Did they, they just said a personal foul. Well, it, or did they put a time on it? They, I don't know if they put a time. It said in the, yeah, in the fourth it, quarter okay. with three. Okay, so it did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, okay, that makes me feel a tad better. But, yeah, I mean, they're saying that the stomping was was worth a half-game suspension, which I'm also saying, shouldn't you be getting on that refing crew for missing someone getting their face stomped on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your your job is to protect the players, and you failed that if you believe someone got their face stomped on. <laughs> and and there was like a scrum, like there was pushing and shoving after that, and there yeah. was literally no flag on the play. Yeah, I I don't know if Jawan Jennings did it on purpose. I mean, no one knows, but Jawan Jennings and if he told anyone, um, I I do know that you know I could guess whether he did it on purpose. I'm not gonna say whether I believe, but I don't know how you could prove it. With, unless yeah. you go to Juwan Jennings and you're like, hey, did you do it? And he was like, yeah, I did it on purpose. Yeah, take a lie detector test. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be the only way. Which my my big thing now is if it only gets you a half-game suspension, I say we elect someone to stomp on a Vandy, player, a Vandy player's face every game. Just yeah, maybe not suspended. our best player. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah but <laughs> maybe not that. But it's only a half-game. I mean, you chose to play for Vandy. You deserve probably a harsher punishment. We're kind of letting you off easy. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve like a stone-cold stunner. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't understand the SEC. I think that's a terrible – the reason I think it's terrible, I, if you suspend him for a game and say we believe he tried to stomp on a player's face, I mean, I'm going to argue it because I'm a Tennessee fan, so that's just how I should be. But at least you kind of like stood your ground. You were like, you know, we believe he did this. This is egregious. Now you're saying we believe he stomped on a dude's face on purpose and it's only worth half a game. So, like, you didn't win on either side, in my opinion. No. No, if you if you would have done it, yeah, for a whole game, then you you admitted that he did it on purpose. Yeah, I mean, how many times? Let's just look at ten, some of the bull crap that's happened to Tennessee football team. How many times when you played football and you got tackled, or you were part of a, a scrum or a part of a pile up, did you get kicked, shoved back into the ground? So Daryl Taylor earlier in the year against Alabama, shoved back into the ground, kicked. I've been spit on. I've had my nuts grabbed. I mean, 
I'm not saying it's Good right, you, man. but yeah, I know, right? I got it's the most action I got in high school. Uh, <laughs> and until now, for just, um, but yeah, I mean, people like I'm not saying it's right, but I love how all these Vandy fans are like, that's he should be kicked out of the SEC for a lot. And I'm like, oh, I mean, he's got one more game left, <laughs> and, right? And yeah, that, just, <laughs> that, that's my thing. It was like, it's one more game, yeah, but I'm just and he's he's never playing again at Tennessee, yeah. I, I just It'd be tough to argue with the SEC if they were like, you know, had a backbone and were like, we're suspending him for a full game because we feel like he did it on purpose. But they don't even have that. They don't even have a backbone to stand up and say it. And then earlier this season, you have Cash Daniel, who you have two very good angles of, twisting a quarterback. You're supposed to be protecting quarterbacks. Twisting his ankle in a pile for like a good few seconds. Like it's not like a – like he's like under there like bending and twisting. And nothing. Crickets. You don't even come out and say, we can't prove it. <laughs> you, crickets. And then you act promptly. And you've got it in two days. You've got a suspension handed out. Three days. Suspension handed out. It's yeah. Wednesday. Four days. I think it's Tuesday for some reason. Do you know how hard it is? Like if you, <clears throat> I haven't really been in a fight either. Thank goodness. I'd probably lose. But <laughs> like being, being that mad in a fight, just like playing football, like being like that egregious like hitting people like literally people are trying to kill each other yeah that's what it's I'm a game and then this is like then you're getting thrown out for kind of doing that same thing yeah i mean you should never or not thrown out cash daniels did it and he right you I should mean, never stop on a player's face let's ever like that's unacceptable i said it on sunday i was like as a first off it looked unintentional to me it legitimately did look unintentional like i've tried to look at it as unbiased as possible like i'm like He's jumping up. He kicks the dude in the face first off. He doesn't stomp. Like, stomping would be like, if this is the dude's head. Just yeah, he's, to, I don't know if he's, he's getting the ground, up. Putting his foot. The dude's head is between the foot and the ground. That would be classified as stomping. Um, you watch, like, a good, like, drug dealer movie. They curb stomp people all the time. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's but only half a game, right? Only half a game suspension. <laughs> That's good news. Um, I think, think like, one of the first few episodes, I'm, I just started Breaking Bad last week. Um, somebody gets curb stomped, and it's terrifying to watch. Um, this dude lived. That's the good news. Not from Breaking Bad, the Vanderbilt player. The dude from Breaking Bad died. Yeah. <laughs> he died. <laughs> um, so that's the, Vander- the difference. The Vanderbilt player is alive, and that's good. That is a good thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't know how you can – I don't know how, if you're trying to judge intent, you can look at Juwan Jennings and say there was intent there. He jumps up. And happens to kick the player in the face as he's turned completely backwards. If if he did that on purpose, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Like he was able to kick him without looking. He sold it. Yeah. And um, no, I mean, I the SEC I think took a really, really, really poor stance here and how they handled it. And it, it's it's terrible. Like they literally like went back and reviewed this tape, but all this terrible officiating and nothing like. Nobody is being held accountable for it. Oh, dude! The, the but we can go. We can go in all these different camera angles and and look at Juwan Jennings may or may not stepping on a guy's face. Is there a, is there a, is there an angle we haven't seen? I don't know. Is this like the Zapruder? The Zapruder? I can't even say it. Zapruder film because there's like was in, there in the, in the angle there that on the grassy knoll? There's like a big. I don't know if it's a table or something, but it's like. Completely oh, it's like you can't chest. even see where like they land after yeah, yeah, the tackle. Yeah. yeah, I mean they run into that little equipment truck thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just I just don't get it. I just don't get it. SEC is terrible. SEC officiating is terrible. As soon as this came out, I was like, dude, I don't I don't want to be in the SEC anymore. It sucks. <laughs> no, it's I was, terrible. I uh, if I could, there's extenuating circumstances that I can't. So if someone else would like to, you can have full credit. Please do it. Go protest the SEC offices tomorrow in Birmingham. Go do it. You have my permission to take my idea. I mean, is that all, is that all we need? I don't. I'm just saying, just do, just do it. Like I I would, but I can't right now. So someone just go protest in Birmingham tomorrow. I don't even know where the offices are at. I don't know what they look like. I'm First not, of all, why are they? In, Birmingham sucks. I've been to Birmingham one time and I wanted to kill myself. Yeah, it's terrible. I ate at a Texas, you know what's worse? My I, bill. My I ate at a Texas worse. Roadhouse and they were like, smoking or non-smoking. This was in 2013. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I haven't been asked that question since like 2005. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it was, 
no, I yeah, someone please go protest in Birmingham. I would I would love that. Um, I I'll drive you maybe. I don't I don't know. I I'll support you in any, any way you need to. But you think they're just mad because we kind of were the downfall of Alabama, like we exploited them. I I hope we exploited Alabama. I don't. I haven't watched enough of it to be like, oh yeah, we really showed a bunch of weaknesses. I think that defense was just not good. And then the offense was just not great. They didn't know. Sorry, Sarkeesian is terrible. Everybody knows that. He's probably half lit right now. Yeah, game planning for the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> um, but we knew he was terrible. And then Tua kind of overcame a lot of that. And then you take two out of the equation. Turns out his younger brother, I guess, isn't better than Mac Jones, which absolutely baffles me. Yep. Everyone said he was better than Tua. I mean, I, th- I don't think they meant like right now, but like that he was gonna be better than Tua. I feel like. I mean, I feel like he should be able to beat Auburn. Yeah. Maybe he's better than Tua. But they don't even play him? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, kind of weird. Yeah. So, no, the, the, the defense, didn't, I shouldn't say terrible. They were depleted, though. I mean. Yeah, they, they weren't as good as they have been. No. That's for sure. They I mean, were, when Auburn scores 48 points with a freshman. Well, they had two. I, I like to believe. Big sixes, too, didn't they? Right. Uh, yeah, Auburn did. I, I like to believe that. Um, Butch Jones has a say in the strength and conditioning right now, and yep. that's why they've had injuries. And I like to believe that during the Mississippi State game, when Tua went down, that Butch Jones, like Nick Saban was about to pull him out. He's like, you're done. And Butch Jones was like, ah, Coach, let's practice the two-minute drill. We, we need to practice it. We haven't gotten to do a lot. It's what, it's what his chart said. Yeah, so that's what I like to believe is that Butch Jones is the re- comp- the entire reason Alabama is – yeah, crumbling. I I don't know if we were, but we definitely like made it a game, and like after that game, they seemed to struggle a lot. They definitely seemed to struggle. I think. I mean, I I think the defense being depleted, and I mean that's mid season right there. Yeah, our game uh, and, against any like good defense. I mean, they obviously blew out Arkansas, which every team did. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean it, that. I mean that would make, and then two two of being injured has. I don't know how you have so many athletes on the field and you put so much stock into one guy. Yep. That baffles me. But I guess that's one thing to be said about Cheney. He's rolled out three different quarterbacks this year and mm-hmm. done, you know, terrible, halfway decent, and pretty good with all three of them. Yeah. So, we'll take it. Uh, we're seven and five. We're happy. We're, we're going um, bowling, baby. <laughs> bowling shoes. So, uh, Mr. Football Awards um, was given out, and I won't go into all of them. Um, congrats to all of them, but. Um, kind of some that pertain to Tennessee a little bit. Uh, the first one is Amari Thomas. Um, he won from Briarcrest. He is kind of the top prospect kind of on Tennessee's board. I guess their highest priority guy. Right. Um, he's supposed to announce in five days. It looks like it's between us and Auburn. Um, he's going to visit Florida this weekend, which right. I don't really – apparently he has like a lot of family members, and so distance is kind of a an issue. So it, it's kind of between us and Auburn, um, but we'll kind of see with that. He won Elijah Young won at South Duel. No surprise there. Just put up crazy numbers. He's going to Missouri for now, I guess. I, I'm not really sure if I, that works out with Barry Odom getting canned. But um, you know, wish I, him. I've the heard best. going to Missouri. Yeah. Um, and then Holden Willis, the wide receiver from Greenback. Was I, he actually visited Tennessee this past weekend against Vanderbilt and kind of waited? People thought he would get a offer, didn't really happen. Um, so still kind of waiting on that. I mean, he looks like he has all the intangibles to be a pretty good player. The problem, and I'm sure it's Tennessee's issue with it too, is he plays one A football. Yeah, like that's that's hard to evaluate when you're playing one A football. If he's four or five A putting up. Good numbers. And I don't know how much size. I don't. We don't know how much he went camping either. Yeah, year. yeah. I mean, I, that, that could be some of it too. But if he's four and five a, I feel like Tennessee throws that offer. Yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, and typically those guys, those one a guys, are going to get the offers at camp, not at. Yeah. And even sometimes for the five and five and six a guys, depending on the numbers you put up, mm-hmm. it's going to depend on if they've gotten to see you in their environment. Yep. I mean, that's that's a lot of it. Um, obviously, not the whole equation. There's a bunch of factors. I I am curious to see how they move. Or how they handle him going forward, just because of uh, um, we haven't filled the class yet, and then I mentioned the sixty-eight scholarship guys already, and so there's a ton of scholarships available. 
Uh, don't know all the rules of a blue shirt. I know you can't have made an official visit. Uh, don't think he's made one yet, has he? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was an official visit. Yeah, I mean, so. luckily he's only like what twenty miles away. Right. So, so. it's it's. Uh, I feel like a blue shirt. If he wants to be a part of the team, I feel like he needs to walk into the coaching staff and be like, "Give me a blue shirt and let me try to earn a scholarship." Like, yeah, or preferred walk on. Let me try to earn a scholarship because he's. I mean. He hadn't put up those numbers. I mean, I'm sure he put up good numbers, but because I mean, he broke the or was that the season? Was it the yeah, season? He, the career? The touch? The season touchdown? Okay, I'm pretty so sure. I don't know what he was last year, but obviously he wasn't doing this because we didn't hear about it. Yeah, I'm sure he had a good season. You don't. Yeah, you don't just break out, but he it wasn't career seasons back to back. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would be interested. To, I'll be interested to see what goes on. He had, did you read off his offer list? What do you no, know what it is? I, I don't. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know if he's he like ha- actually being recruited actively. Yeah, like ranked. That, that's why I say I feel like preferred walk on blue shirt is probably gonna be his. What he may need to try to do if he wants to be at Tennessee. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't even know if has he like openly said he wants to be at Tennessee. Like, is it one of those stories? Well, apparently, like his coach said something, and his quarterback like did an interview about like. Apparently he wants to go to Tennessee. Okay. Okay. So his offer list: Tulane, Austin P, Georgetown, Indiana State, Massachusetts. Yeah. So UMass. Yeah. Georgetown. U- UMass. Uh, Tulane. I'm trying to Tulane. Okay. I was trying to read off all the D1 FBS schools. Indiana Tulane's State. FBS. Is UMass FBS or FCS? They're FBS. They're FBS. Yeah. Okay. So Tulane and UMass, I don't think Georgetown's FBS. No, they're not. So yeah, there's not a ton of FBS offers in there. No Power Five offers, which I mean, he he is rated a three star, I guess. So he's six four two oh five. That's pretty good size. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of that one A football, and that's no knock on him. I mean, they they're in the state championship. There's that's no knock on Greenback whatsoever. It's just hard to kind of evaluate with that kind of competition. Yeah. Um. Jordan Bowden. Jordan Bowden will have his jersey retired at Carter. I thought that was pretty cool. Dude, it's it's funny <clears throat> to watch you know, everybody's tweeting the videos out and how small he was. That dude's had to put on a ton of size to get where he's at. Yeah. Because he was t- – I mean, he was still rebounding like he is now and still making plays at the rim like he is now, but – He's a small <coughs> It also kind of shows you the state of basketball in this area. Which I mean, there's good players, but, I mean, overall, it's not great. Yeah. But uh, you have pockets of good teams. I, mean, <coughs> I think the Bobby Mays. It's helping. It's it's definitely helping, especially around here where you have, like, like Bearden. They won the state title. Yeah. They went in, in Memphis where it's loaded with talent and, yeah. and won the state title. I feel like. Bobby Mays has just made the pocket, the Bobby Mays Elite Academy or whatever it's called, has just made the pocket bigger. Because, like, it used to be, like, one or two good teams a year from Knoxville and Knoxville area. Now it's, like, four or five, you know, varying <clears throat> are, are, are pretty solid. Bearden, Bearden's one of the ones that have been able to maintain a, quite a bit of success. Yeah. Quite a bit of success. Um, the the Penny Moving Company, though, that's kind of putting a damper on things. Yeah, I know. They're, just they're, able to move people They're picking around. up $40,000 tabs from East Tennessee to West Tennessee. Yeah. It's a big moving tab. Um, we should start a moving company just to move around D1 basketball players. We should. That's, that's 11.5 is good money, man. That is good money. I like that. <laughs> per move? Kidding me? Um, so, recruiting news. I guess we've kind of been talking a little bit of recruiting. <laughs> but um, So, some guys at Tennessee are high on decommitted from schools. So, three-star linebacker, Vi Um The kid from Nevada, he decommitted from Nevada. Um, and it looks like he's trending toward Tennessee. Niedemeyer and Pruitt were out there to see him, um, along with five-star athlete Darnell Washington. Um, and then three-star all-purpose back Jabari Small. He's a teammate of Amari Thomas, um, decommitted from Ole Miss um, with that Matt Luke debacle kind of going on, which is What is going strange. on? Yeah, very strange. The the old piss, I guess, that, that cost him his job. Yeah. And I guess it kept Joe Moorhead from losing his job at Mississippi State. Because <laughs> I thought he was out the door as well. But um, Did Tennessee- you see his press conference after? I didn't see it, but I saw the script hmm. of it. He said um, 
said something like it's going to take a maybe SWAT team. I don't know, something like that. He's like, it's going to take a SWAT team to drag my Yankee ass out of here. He's like, this is my team. I was like, what? I think it'll just take like one guy <laughs> saved your fire. I was thinking like, <laughs> I was like, how funny would it be if like, leaves the press conference. Mississippi State has fired Joe Moorhead. <laughs> I was like, gotcha. A little bit less than a SWAT team, huh? Um, yeah, so you, you have Jabari Small. Um, it looks like he's kind of trending to Tennessee as well. Um, I, I feel like they're trying to get in with Amari Thomas also. Amari Thomas, like I said, is headed to Florida this weekend, but it looks like it's between Auburn and Tennessee. Um, I don't think he's going to sign early, so th- I don't think it's going to be over when he does decide in on December 9th, but it'll definitely be big if Tennessee's able to land that in-state prospect. Right. You got something? <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> – I'll just I'll just show you after the show. Okay, okay. It's, I feel like I might have found my girlfriend's burner account on Twitter. So nice. Yeah, that's Good for you. I'm man. on Twitter because apparently the Juwan racist stuff is starting up, and I didn't mean to. I mean, I did kind of mean to. But I didn't mean to. <laughs> you starting fires? It's kind of a joke. You lit the fire. Yeah, I did. Caleb started the fire. Oh, oh Twitter's I like great. It. I love Twitter so much. Yeah, it's so fun. I've been on it since like 20, 2009. You always and, make and like we're not in the middle of a. Um, Coaching surge, like it's no, just nice. It's, it's fun to watch all the yeah. rest of the stuff going on. You all used to make fun of me in high school for having Twitter and like being on it so much. I don't know if like you specifically, but like mm. I guess Facebook was the thing, the thing then, and I was on Twitter. I used to get made fun of quite a bit, but I'm you sorry, knew, I'm you knew the whole time, right? I knew. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I bought stock in it. Yeah, Play Travis. <laughs> um, so you know, the staff was on the road, like we said, seeing some some prospects like Amari Thomas, Darnell Washington, Vikaho. Um, they also went and saw Desmond Tisdall. Um, I think Sher went and saw him in Georgia. Um, the staff was also visiting some commits. They saw the Whitehaven trio with Bryson Eason, Martavius French, and Tamarian McDonald. Um, and then Chaney went and saw Kyrie Miller. Um, that dude kind of made Chaney look small. Dude, he's <laughs> massive. Like, I was like, Chaney's lost some weight. <laughs> and I, wa- I watched his highlight tape, and you, you see a lot of offensive linemen highlight tape, and you're like, oh, okay, that was okay. Dude, Wow. Wow. Just burying people in the dirt. Yeah. Um, and out of Texas, that's good football, right? Everywhere in Texas is good should football. Be. It's what you hear. Is te- how good is Texas football, really? Like, have you watched? I've only ever seen Friday Night Lights. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's that's not I've, I mean, I'm sure it's great. Uh, the Little Tykes. Oh, I've never Friday I, Night Friday Friday Night Tykes. Yeah. I can't get into that because it's like too much of reality. Like, it's real. Oh, yeah. And that scares me. Yeah. Because those, those are kids like, are good. It doesn't matter. The dads over, and the moms, too, take yeah. over Insane. for me. And it's yeah. scary. Like, I'm like, it's too, re- you know the reality sh- It's because like, you're a coach. It makes you a little nervous. Exactly. Like, you watch the reality shows that you're like, oh, that that's too real. Yeah. I don't like that. that that's the kind of show Little Tykes is. Yeah. Um, I, I was in, when I was in Houston for the A&M game. This is why I question how good Texas football really is. Our Uber driver in Houston was very creepy. We were like, we're in Texas on a Friday night. Like, I feel like we should go watch Texas high school football. And we're all like, I think he had just picked us up or was taking us to a bar. So, like, we're obviously 21. And I was like, we were like, hey, man, like, where's a good place to go watch high school football around Houston? Like, short drive. We don't want to go out of the way too much. He's like, are you going for the girls or for the football? I was like, the football? And this is after he got done telling us he had a daughter in high school. I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to get out of this Uber now. You can drop us off right here at the corner. Wow. Yeah, I was like, what? I got a daughter. She's from Texas. I, I, like, how do you... S- no, I, he was just like, earlier we were talking, he's like, how, you know, what do you do for a living? How old are your kids? Like, yeah, I got a daughter in high school at wherever. And then later on in the conversation, I was like, tells us he goes to high school football games to look at girls, apparently. Nice. I was like, Good for him. Yeah, this is... Just let me out right here. Don't let your daughter that same, spend that the same night trip. With, yeah, with that girls. Right. That same trip, we got kicked out of a bar that was having trivia because one of my buddies was on Tinder, like swiping, and they were like, "You can't have your phone out." And he was like, "I, I'm not looking up the answers." I'm, and they were like, "You get out." He went full on Ryan. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. That's exactly what happened. It was great. I can't be without my phone. <laughs> yeah. We had to we had to leave, dude. The, you would have loved this. I'm sorry, we're way off topic now. You would have loved this. That to, I told you about this. Probably they had a nacho bar there. It was like five dollars. All you could eat nachos. Oh my god, that's yeah. dangerous. 
Well, we 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 were just like looked up like the dive bar, the diviest of dive bars in Houston, and went. And it was like trivia and five dollar nacho bar. Yeah, wow. it was awesome. Wow. <laughs> you you, did you go now? back after the game? That's where I would have went. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, we didn't. All right, screw it. We lost going to the nacho bar. We went to Northgate after the game. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, you know, with this recruiting class, not – I guess it's not ideal right now. Still time, still some guys on the board. Um. You're still ranked 20th, with, and, mm-hmm. and it feels like you're a lot lower, but you're still ranked 20th. I feel like last year we were up like 13, so not like a huge difference. Right. Um, you, you definitely want to be higher. Definitely want to get some bigger guys um, or, I guess, highly rated guys in here. But, you know, some guy on Twitter told me, he was like, oh, yeah, the filling needs thing that y'all say is uh, is so coach talk. I'm just like, that's literally what is going on. Like, the, I, I don't know. The what now? So, we, we were talking about oh, how the filling class needs. were filling yeah, needs. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Filling holes, filling needs. Right, right. He was like, yeah, that's just coach talk when you're not recruiting well. I mean, I get what he's saying, but is he complaining for you saying that? I guess. See, I feel like he just needs to look at our tweets and listen to our show because we've said, like, we need to finish higher. But yeah. it's also nice that we're finishing, we're filling needs. Right. Filling, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and the emphasis right now is, you know, guys that you don't, like, you, you need defensive linemen. You know, that's Mari Thomas, Tyler Barron, Octavius Oxenine. You're, you're going for that. Linebackers, Viacaho, um, Desmond Tizzle. Offensive playmakers, you know, you need some of those. You're losing Callaway Jennings. Um, so you're going after guys. You know, you got Jalen Hyatt, Jimmy Callaway. You want Darnell Washington. Yep. You know, so the, I, I feel like we're addressing all the needs. We're not just getting guys that are rated high that Butch Jones used to do. Just yeah. to – you, just to some, Somebody a asked me this. Do, do they get a bonus for, like, where they finish in recruiting? Yeah, I feel like I've heard that. Yeah, because I feel like that was Butch. That's all he cared about was just yeah. getting that bonus. Well, and apparently Butch Jones was like really wanting people to get rated higher. Like he was like would be on the phone with rivals evaluators and two four seven evaluators, like getting those. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say for sure right now. You got an ACL tear? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, let's yeah. get it. I mean, it needs to be blown out. Not yeah. enough. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you want to finish higher. But the fact of the matter is, if we want to talk about delusional, you're delusional if you think we can recruit with Alabama and LSU and even Georgia and Florida right now sitting at 7-5. and five. Yeah. Now, what we need to be doing is stealing, poaching a couple recruits here and there and building it up. And Peru's just going to have coaches' ass off the next few years. Like, that's, that's just the way it works. Yeah, I mean, the best recruiting pitch, we've said this over and over, yeah. is winning. Yeah, so two or three, you know, in two or three years, when you've won, beaten Florida once, beaten Georgia once, beaten the, you know, played Alabama, maybe you start stealing more recruits, but it's never going to happen overnight. Now maybe we get some good players in here that Pruitt trust, which after the way some of the Pruitts got, some of the guys Pruitts got in here that don't look like three stars, I, I trust him. You know, I'm not saying go out and recruit all three stars. Yeah, but but you trust his evaluation. If he's got like, so far, yeah, if he's got four star, four star, four star, and a three star thrown in there, I'm like, ah, believe you know, I believe in you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's gonna have to coach his ass off, and if that means maybe next year he beats uh, Florida, Georgia, or I'm not saying all of them, but you know, one of these teams, Alabama, and and now he's able to poach more and more recruits from. Him. It's a building process, especially nowadays with how recruits their junior year of high school are gonna, you know, they're like, all right, I'm committing to this school, and I want all all my buddies come with me. It, and unless you get a class builder like that, which here's um. Harrison Bailey's worked hard to do that, and he's somewhat done that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know if it's tough to do nowadays. And we should recruit with Alabama and Florida and Georgia, but it's not going to happen magically overnight. No. And we we fought. Hard. And it, and it's definitely hard for you know our staff to tell a kid you know we want you you know believe in us, and then they go to Auburn or something next weekend and Auburn's like, yeah, we beat Alabama. They lost to Georgia state. Yeah. You know, which one do you want to play at? Yeah. I mean, and, that's tough. And I mean, there's, you know, the playing time thing too. Like you said, that's probably one of our better pitches right now is you can play almost immediately. Yeah. Come on. Um, I mean, that one is going to work in your favor with a few people, but it's not going to work in your favor with these highly touted BJ Ola type guys who 
they're going to start anywhere they go in the country. Yeah. For the number one team in the country, for the number five team in the country. Not the, I think someone said power rankings were up to like number 30. Not the number 30 team in the country. It's going to be tough. It is it is tough. To, but that's, I mean, the good thing news is that's our job. We've got the national previous national recruiter of the year on our staff. You've got guys like David Johnson who can recruit. I mean, I trust them right now until they give me a reason not to. If this class finishes above, what, 15, 13, I'm going to start going, eh, you've got to do better than that. But if you address the needs that can finish top 15, 13, I'm going to be pretty pleased. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely top 15 is where you need to shoot for. Yeah. Cause, I mean, until, until you're able to win, you know, get closer and closer, until you're able, like you said, to beat a Georgia, beat a Florida. Yeah. And still beat the teams that you should beat. Right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we beat all the SEC teams we should have beat. It wasn't pretty. Right. Um, but we also lost two games we should have won at the beginning of the season. Yeah. If you're sitting at nine and three, we're talking about a whole different recruiting class. Yeah, and I'll you know, and you say we beat the SEC teams we should have beat. I mean, I'll even argue that point. As a Tennessee mindset, yeah, we should have beat them. But we were on, we were only favored in one SEC game this year. Right. I, I'm guess I'm saying no, to no, like I, I understand to get to that next step. But even from a Tennessee standpoint, we yeah. all and the players should have had the thought. We should have beat those teams. Yeah, but Vandy's the only one we've been favored in since Pruitt has been yeah. a head coach. So that that's what I mean in terms of, I mean to the country and even the country is like I can't believe, you know, before the game they're they're saying Tennessee won't be Mississippi State, Tennessee won't be South Carolina. I'm I'm sure there's still plenty of people who picked us against Missouri. Yeah, or didn't pick us against Missouri. Sorry. So when you look at it from that standpoint, those are games we should not have won, and we did. Now I I agree with you. I looked at him and said, we should have beat them. We should have beat – and then you've got to take care of business year in and year out with Georgia State and BYU. Uh, and, and even the BYU game, man, that – BYU is not a Georgia State-type opponent. No, they're not. I mean, BYU – But they're a game you should have won. Right. BYU beats Vandy. BYU beats – Probably Missouri. Now. See, Missouri may uh, – Kelly Bryant – yeah, depends. They definitely beat Arkansas. <laughs> they beat Arkansas. Yeah, the teams we play, they play Mississippi State close, I'm sure. That's probably a toss-up. They play South Carolina. That's probably a toss-up. Um, Kentucky, I just, I don't I don't even know how we contain Lynn Bowden Jr. I, do I mean, good. that dude's a freak. He's good. He's good. A freak. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess we should get into the 2020 schedule unless you're not done with recruiting. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. I do need to tell you all about my friends at 865 Axe Throwing. Go check them out. I think we are finally going to try to make it this Saturday. We'll see. Um, I mean, you know, we're always we're always trying to get out there. We appreciate them. If I can find the, I wasn't ready. I apologize, guys. Mm. We got to turn this game on soon. We got to. We got to. Are we? Are we up. rolling up on seven? Oh, we yeah. are. Do you want to? You want to do that while I'm trying to find this? Uh, yeah. So we'll talk about the 2020. Um, Schedule right now. Um, so Tennessee, um, you know, there's a couple of games on the schedule. I, I think there's a lot of winnable games. You're, um, you go on the road this year to the your West opponent, and that's at Arkansas. So yep. they're a freaking dumpster fire. Um, you start off the season with Charlotte, then you have Oklahoma, Furman, Florida, Missouri, South Carolina, Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky. Georgia's at the end of the schedule. I like that. Troy and Vanderbilt. So you kind of split up that gauntlet that you've had um and then south carolina and alabama swap uh, and i, I you, like that a lot because you have a bye going into bama right and it's at home i mean you're you're realistically realistically you're looking at potentially just being uh you should be four, four and two going into bama with a bye week yeah Look, just looking at the schedule you should be eight and four yeah, I'm not. I mean, I, I wasn't ready to do predictions, but yeah, when you just glance at it, I don't disagree. Yeah. So. Um, Oklahoma, I look at that as a game you can compete in. They lose Jalen Hurts. They have a new quarterback. I know Spencer Rattler is supposed to be really good, but it's a new quarterback. Their defense is not great. So if you roll in there with a defense like we're playing, I feel like we have a chance. I mean, if your if your defense can just play decent, and then your offense your offense has got to play out of their mind, though. That's the big thing. Yep. Your offense has got to play out of their mind. Um, yeah, I'm. That Oklahoma game will definitely be interesting. Yeah, Florida's, I mean, I think Florida's at home. I think I mean it may have been a you know media shade that uh, Lincoln Riley was throwing up, but I think they were saying like in the spring it was if Spencer Rattler was there, which I think he did end up going in the spring. Um, and in fall camp, I think they were saying like Jalen Hurts may not start. Yeah, which it could, again it could have been a smokescreen from You're right, but 
That I mean, that was being mentioned, which yep. I don't even think we've hardly seen him this year. So, no, I don't think so either. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be good. I mean, he was a five star, but which their dude, defense watched QB one. Yeah, he's not like that great. He's got a good arm, but in the words of Peyton Manning, what does a strong arm really mean? <laughs> you yeah. can throw the ball far, good. <laughs> I mean, I, we're gonna see. I mean, yeah. that's that's QBU right now, right? No, I mean, Link, um, if anybody can do it, it's Lincoln Riley. That's for sure. Right. And and so Arkansas, they'll have a new coach. They're a freaking dumpster fire. Florida's at home. Georgia is away, but they have a new quarterback. They don't have DeAndre Swift. Is Mike Bobo coming home? I heard Mike Bobo is He got fired to today. Colorado. Or, or not Colorado. South fired. Carolina. Oh, okay. He got fired from yeah, or Colorado mutually State. parted ways. Oh, Colorado yeah. State. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I heard that he might take over offensive coordinator for South Carolina. That was a rumor. I don't know. But, yeah, Georgia, new quarterback. DeAndre Swift is gone. They didn't just look – especially on offense, they didn't look very impressive to me toward the end of the season. Georgia? No, I mean, no. <clears throat> and they're they're going to have to – you know, they're going to have some playmakers at wide receiver. They got George Pickens who got in a brawl with the Georgia Tech guy for no reason how many how long is he suspended probably just probably just a half you know just throw it around just he did something funny i can't remember now i was talking about it to someone the other day um yeah so i mean i i kind of like the schedule next year i mean oklahoma isn't ideal to go there it scares me because it does look formidable <laughs> but i'd rather play them in 2020 than 2019 yeah oh, we would have gotten donkey stomped yeah Especially gotten, that that yeah early in the season yeah yeah I mean, and next year what will be interesting is could have a true freshman starting on the road yeah could be could be you never know Jaylen, yeah we we have some questions Jaylen, um, so Jared go get in those real quick yeah you can go ahead and turn that on so um, Neil Mafia said between Daryl Taylor Daniel Petuli and Nigel Warrior who will be harder to replace. I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Daryl Taylor. I think. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go with Daniel Batuli just because I'll say his leadership will be the tough tougher to replace than probably anything else. Yeah, I think you had some. Um, definitely had some struggles on defense when Daniel Batuli was not on the field. It seems like when he came back on, there was a different mindset to that defense. Right. Um, and. It, you know, he's been SEC Player of the Week two weeks now. So, I mean, he's definitely a good good guy. I think Batuli has my vote in that. Daryl Taylor is still like – all three of those guys are going to be hard to replace. But, you know, you, you kind of like what you have coming in next year as well. Especially on defense. Like, those guys, and that's kind of all you have to replace. Right. Which, right. like I said, is going to be a lot. But at the same time, you're not replacing your whole defense. No, no. Oh, my God. Florida a jerseys are ugly. And then they've got freaking a defensive tackle playing their five. <laughs> John Fulgerson is going to get abused. It looks like freaking Mount Cody in there. We're going to get <laughs> Well, guys, it's over. Yep, they're blocking every shot. My word. All right, sorry. I'm distracted. Um, oh, good news. We can preview this game real quick, but I am going to tell you guys about a six five axe throwing. It's a one of a kind experience. It's perfect for date night, birthdays, anniversaries, friends night out, wedding parties, corporate team building events. A six five axe throwing where locals hang out. They're the first axe throwing range in Knox County and the only outdoor range in the area. They have a friendly, knowledgeable axe coaches that can teach anyone how to throw confidently and safely. Once you stick your first axe, you'll be hooked. It's located only fifteen minutes from downtown. Their atmosphere can't be beat. Throw axes, play cornhole, tabletop checkers, mega jenga, or just hang out by the fire. They're family-friendly farm fun. Go check them out this weekend. We will probably be there Saturday night. So come hang out with us Saturday night yeah. if you'd like. The be bouncer fun. at Southbound already has a foul. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so we have another question. What bowl game outside of the ones in Florida do you see Tennessee going to? I think Music City Bowl would be it's, the only one outside of Florida. that. Yeah, surely the Liberty Bowl is out of play, but yeah. you never know, I guess. Yep. Um, and then Joe Lawson says, will JG stay and compete for starting quarterback position? And with Harrison Bailey coming in, will Maurer and Strout, Shrout stay? Um, 
I, I think one person's gone. In my opinion, it's probably JT. Think JT's gone? Yeah. You would think. Ah, you just never know, man. I, I do think Jared's going to come back. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like that gives your team at least like if Harrison Bailey isn't ready to take over, then you then you have somebody that you can rely on. Right. You you hope you can still rely on after the ending to the season he's at. Yeah, I I. I, I'd be surprised. It's going to be between Maurer and Shroud. I don't. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't see JG leaving. I'd be very surprised yeah. by that. And I think Maurer like really likes being here. Like, he just seems like it anyway. Right. I think the uh, staff is going to work hard on JG staying here because they know. I think Britt. No, I mean he said it at the beginning of the year or when we benched him that he was going to help us win games. He'll unfortunately probably help us win games next year. Yeah. Um, that'll be bittersweet for sure. Real quick about Florida A and M. I, I mean, it's it's started. So, um, I mean, they're not a good team. They're zero and six. six. They're terrible. Uh, they do have a guard average in ten points a game. Um, yeah. His that's... next best stat category is to assist, but nice. they're bad. Um, we just turned the ball over though on our second possession. Yeah, so, that's one thing we got to do. We got to take care of the basketball, specifically Lamonte. I mean, it's one thing for our freshman guard to have. Turnovers. Uh, it's another thing for our senior guard to have turnovers, and it needs to stop with Josiah James Jordan soon. We're almost ten games into the season, um, but especially Lamonte, he's going to have to fix that quick. Yep. Hopefully, I mean, this is a game. Start getting comfortable. Is our next game Memphis? Yep. Yeah. So next game is Memphis, and then we, after that you have away. Cincinnati, right? Yeah, that's Cincinnati. Yep. So I mean, that's this is this year's last tune-up game. Um, also, I meant to tell you, I was thinking of Cincinnati's football stadium. That's really cool. Nippert. Okay, not yeah. their basketball Not their basketball stadium. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you, you definitely want to tune things up, take care of the basketball. You got to get better bench play as well. You, yeah. you got to get guys in here that's able to give you some kind of production. Devontae Gaines, Drew uh, Pember, Jalen uh, Johnson. I mean, you, you need more out of him. I think it was uh, Mike Wilson who wrote a pretty good article today that um, – that said, we need Devontae or Devontae Gaines and Jalen Johnson both had good games, separate games at the Emerald Coast Classic. But we need them both to have good games together. Together, yeah, yeah. And it was a good article. So yeah, which I also would like to prove that we are not just biased. We we do hate Knox News, but if you write something good, we'll appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I like um, Mike. He's a, he's he's nice. Yeah, like for sure. I mean, he's he's one of them good goodens. He's a good one. Um, we are going to do some college football preview. It is championship week. Before we do that, though, as a true football fan, you already know just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place Premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try Parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one Parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain, MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything and back on the game. Best part is, if you uh, join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in a thousand, they'll give you a thousand. That's double your initial deposit. You can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code Chair to activate the offer. It's promo code C H A I R to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. My man's at the free throw line, shooting like Shaq. <laughs> Is that Cedric the Entertainer? He's, I don't think he's that tall, but he could be a family member, I guess. That's a big dude. That's, he's huge. Dude, that man is a How much you think he weighs? Star. If y'all aren't watching the game, or if you didn't watch the game last night, if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow, Large. if you're not watching the Florida A&M game, they have a center who's not very tall, like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and 350. But... No fear, the TBA taco is here. We're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's got an IQ of like, it's ridiculous. I don't know. He only told us his IQ in eighth grade, so I don't know yeah. what it is now. Sixth grade. Oh, sixth grade. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, championship week. Wish we were playing in it, but we're not. Um, I feel like this is this is like your eighteen playoff kinda. Like you, 
if you want a bigger playoff, yeah. like this is kind of it. I'm, I, I think it was Barrisley that tweeted it. He's like, honestly, it, you know, you're gonna, you may have a year or two where it doesn't work out the best, but like overall, you usually get the best four in anyways. And like, I mean, you had a playoff. Like everybody's mad that Alabama and LSU played. Like, no, like that's your playoff. Like they played. Yeah, that, you lost. that's it. So. Or out, you know, like Alabama, Oregon, Oregon. I mean, you got to play this season. That's I. I said that in one episode. It. It's not the best teams. It's the most deserved. Who's winning? Right. It's who is winning games, and um, you get one slip up, and that's I, it. I, I feel like I will say this for the committee. I feel like they have told Utah, if you take care of business on Saturday, you'll be in by putting them at number five. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. I, I think Utah is a more deserving, in my opinion, than Oklahoma is. Interesting. I didn't know how you felt about that. I know you're you're not very high on Utah, so that's interesting. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think that is – I think – They both have similar losses. Right. I think by – I will say this. I think if Baylor beats Oklahoma, I feel like Baylor deserves it. Hmm. Won't Baylor have the best win of all three? Well, I guess Oklahoma would have, but Oklahoma would have lost more recent. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma have two losses. Yeah. I think Baylor would have the best win of the three – I don't I mean I'm not I don't know I think it I think it's interesting I, I do think it's Utah if Utah wins I think the committee set, told Utah if you win you're in like that period because Georgia or LSU is going to lose I think you potentially could see LSU get in if they lose in a close one but I don't think that happens Yeah I, I think Utah is the most complete team out of Baylor Oklahoma and Yeah I don't necessarily disagree with that I, I would like to see if Utah wins and Baylor wins like I think that could get interesting Yeah. Because I think they're. I mean, it, it's definitely going to depend on how you win. Oh, that that like style points is definitely going to be needed this week for both of those teams. For yeah, for who the winner of the Big Twelve and and Utah, it's it's definitely going to come down to how the win happens. I agree. Yeah, I I, I did. You know, Paul Feinbaum's out here arguing about Utah. I I mean. I don't know. I'm just not high on Oklahoma at all because that defense is atrocious. The defense is terrible. I mean, terrible. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is probably the second best player in college football. Yeah. Right now. but Maybe the third, in fairness, to Joe Burrow and to Tagovailoa. Yeah. Right Which now. I guess two is not in it. Yeah, right yeah, now. You understand. Um, I'll run through these games, though. Utah and Oregon play in the Pac-12 uh, championship. Baylor and Oklahoma – that's number seven and number six in the Big 12 championship. Number four, Georgia, and number two, LSU in Atlanta for the SEC championship. And then uh, what do you think about Dabo saying the SEC is tough and Clemson doesn't get enough credit? Number 23, Virginia, and number three, Clemson. What's he complaining about? Like, I don't understand. Like, you don't – this isn't the days of BCS where you have to lobby to get your team to number two. Like, dude, you're in the playoffs. Just yeah, win. Just take, care of, just take care of business. That's, and quit that's all you have to do. Quit whining. If you're if you're the God, winner, I I hope Lane Kiffin takes FSU just to beat because that will that will Dabo Sweeney will be up late at night thinking about that. Yeah, everyone at uh everyone at FSU seems to think it's Bob Stoops though, which would still wreak havoc on Clemson. Oh, but yeah. he'd do it in a classier way than Lane Kiffin, and I want I want it to be dirty. Yeah, I do too. Um, I just like I don't hate Dabo. I actually kind of like him, but like I just don't get what you're whining about. Yeah, your like, your conference is trash. No one's like doubted Clemson, but if you don't watch Ohio State and you don't watch LSU and go, those are two of the best teams in college football. You're an idiot. Yeah, and the second best team in your conference has three losses. Yeah. And if you don't believe it, if you're like, no, I mean, we're better. Go prove it. You get the chance to prove it. Go prove it. Yeah, it's that simple. And why would you want to be number four at this point? You got to play Ohio State. Why would you want to be number two? You still have to play LSU. I hope what happens because I think LSU and Clemson would be a really good game. I think Ohio State would beat the dog piss out of Clemson, so I need LSU to destroy Georgia. Ohio State play Clemson or Wisconsin close, so Ohio State moves back to number two. They get stuck with Clemson and get the dog piss beat out of them. I would like it. That's the only way I think they get the dog piss beat out of them in the first round. Other than that, probably a good game between them and LSU. Yep. Uh, Ohio State and Wisconsin play in the Big Ten Conference Championship. We might play Wisconsin. I, I'm not, huh? <clears throat> we might play. We might get to play yeah, Wisconsin. And I'm not going to say Ohio State's going to win this one easy. I mean, you're dealing with a Hosman candidate and Jonathan Taylor. Yep. It's not going to be. I mean, it could be easy, but I don't. Yeah, because they're so one dimensional, and that Ohio State defense is good. 
They're, I mean, they're good, but it's a Hosman candidate running back. You got to stop. What's the line? Alabama. 16 and a half. I'll take the over on that. Alabama. About 20. Alabama won a lot of championships being one dimensional with Hosman running, Hosman running back. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the over on that one though. I will not. Take, I'll take the under on the 16 and a half. Okay. Okay. I'll take the under on that. Uh, NFL power rankings. NFL power rankings. Number one. I got the Ravens. You got to take them. I got the Ravens. Number two. I got Seattle. I have I have the um, 49ers. Got the 49ers at three. Okay. I have Seattle at three. I've got New Orleans at four. I also have New Orleans at four. And the Patriots at five. Yep. Which I feel like might be a little bit of undervalue for them, but you lost this week. So. Yeah, sorry. It's fresh in my mind. Sorry, bro. Did the 49ers lose this week? Yeah, they, they lost, lost the to the Ravens yeah, on a field Ravens. goal. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's our uh, NFL power rankings. Um, I think I barely skated by in our first round of the fantasy football playoffs. Oh, I got destroyed. Did you? The only person that had a – my quarterback had one touchdown. So, was that the playoffs? Yeah. You got the playoffs? Yeah. I could win? <laughs> yeah. Holy – I didn't even look. I could win. I, I thought we were doing the two-week thing. Are we, so, we not I thought we were too. And for some reason, it I didn't guess save it that way? didn't. Okay. That's, I mean, that's fine. I <laughs> I wouldn't have came back anyway. Like I was I down really? that much. So who'd you play, Connor, Jesse, and I? Right. My team put up seventy-one points. Mm. Yeah, my team only put up like ninety, ninety-five. Like I haven't scored under a hundred this whole year, and I scored seventy. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Gotta love it. Gotta love fantasy, man. Just when you're in a good mood, it'll take you out of it. Yeah, that was. Oh wait, hold on. Was that? Yeah, that was round one. Yep. I played Brody this week. I don't even know what he's done. So let me tell you about our good friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you're always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. I'm not going to go into my personal experiences. Just so you know. Um, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they are chewable, they work at twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises, pun intended. If you can benefit from the extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. They're prescribed online and ships direct straight to your door in a discreet package so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S. of A, baby, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, you can get a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR. Try it for free. They're the cheaper, faster, easier way. And whenever that opportunity arises, they're there to help. Blue Chew. Go check them out. Yeah. Uh, did you miss the Folk Dunk reading that? Yeah. I did. Mm. Folk Alley Oop, actually. For off the, it was the Jordan Bowden inbound play, too, Ooh. from Vanderbilt. Incredible Folk. Uh, segments. Do we have a Jumbotron? I don't know. We need Jumbotron topic ideas. That's what we need. Yeah, we do need that. So just if you're like, hey, I want to know. Let us know. <laughs> we'll do them. I'm open to anything. Even if we've done them before and you just want to hear them again. Because they may change. I don't know. They may change. Yeah. So, I guess stupidity is an epidemic. Stupidity is an epidemic. Gotta I'm sorry. It's got to be Paul Feinbaum saying Utah doesn't deserve to be in. If they win the if they win the Pac-12, they're in. They're in. Like, they're number five. I'm sorry. That's just a terrible take in my opinion. Mine is Kevin Boylard. Um, I think he's a writer for 247, said, Russell Wilson gave us the most cringeworthy mocked up in NFL history on Monday night. It was literally just him being a leader. Did you listen to it? Yeah, I was like, I mean, what's cringeworthy about this? Like, yeah, it's not like an ideal mic'd up. There's nothing He's not cussing yeah, and everything, but, like, he's being a leader and the quarterback of his team. I don't understand what, yeah, what I don't, you want. I didn't, I didn't quite understand that either. Oh, look. Oh, I also have another question. At Vol or Nothing said, how many linebackers do we have committed and will they all play linebacker in college? Um, so I guess we technically have four. Jamari Butler, 
Um, it's Marion McDonald, which I don't think he ends up playing linebacker. I think he's more of like a star position kind of guy. Um, Bryson Eason and Martavius Fritch, kind of our linebackers right now. Gotcha. Hopefully, no. hopefully we get some more. Yeah. You have any more stupidities? Um. Yeah, I do. So at Horns two four seven said director of recruiting Brian Carrington will play a pivotal role for Texas. 2020 recruiting efforts because he's because they're adjusting the rankings, <laughs> right? Well, what do you mean? He is the director of recruiting, so I would hope he'd play a pivotal role in their recruiting 2020. <laughs> yeah. But like, is he just changing? Like, what does he mean? I, I have no clue. I don't either. Also, I have a stash chest. I don't know. It's an Instagram account, but it said a uh, five years <laughs> old. And it has a picture of Luka Donich, LeBron, and Bronny. Five years old. Luka Donich age when LeBron's son, Bronny, was born. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what that means. Yeah, I don't really understand. Cause how, how old is Bronny now? Is he 18? Is he 17? He's a freshman. Oh, he's just a freshman. I was thinking he was getting up there. Yeah, that's a weird tweet, though. <laughs> five years old. Five. This guy was five when this random other guy, that just his dad happens to be famous, was seven. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Good for him. Cool. I don't have anything else. Um, I'm ready to get off here and watch some Tennessee basketball. It's been an ugly affair, but uh, it's 14 to three now. So we're about to get off here. Yep. Um, again, not been pretty, but whatever. Uh, just looking for a win. That's all I'm looking for. Yep. And a SEC's racist chant at the game. <laughs> um, guys, thank you all for listening. Check us out: Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, uh, iTunes, all that. We're there. Check us out. Um, make sure you stop by the axe throwing place this Saturday. We're a six five axe throwing, and uh, come come throw axes. Yeah, free Juwan, free Urosh. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.